Welcome back to another episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian Podcast. You are listening to episode two of the support series, how to support a loved one who is struggling with binge eating. And why does this series exist? Why am I making this episode today? Well, it's because behind every person who is struggling with binge eating, there is a loved one who is growing concerned. And supporting a loved one through any eating disorder, including binge eating, can be confusing. You're always worried about saying the wrong thing, about putting your foot in it, about causing more harm than good. So that is why this series exists. This is the second episode. And if you haven't already, please do go back and listen to episode one, because in episode one, I talk about your beliefs about food, nutrition, body, health, and weight, and why maybe you may have to consider changing some of these beliefs, or at least putting your beliefs to one side while you are supporting your loved one through this. What's important for you to know is that I am highly qualified to talk about this topic. There is a lot of misinformation out there about, well, let's be honest, all aspects of nutrition, but in particular, eating disorders and binge eating. And, you know, I do advocate that you don't need to absorb every bit of knowledge that you see on eating disorders or eating disorders content because it can get really, really overwhelming. So if it works for you, why not just keep your sources to a couple of really reputable people, whether that's podcasts or Instagram accounts, whatever works for you, whatever medium you like to absorb. In today's episode, I am going to be offering you some really practical steps, some practical things that you can do on a daily basis to help to support your loved one with binge eating. I will be focusing on the foodie side of things, like how to manage mealtimes, how to manage food shopping, because I know that this is what you need help with. You need to have real tangible advice that you can put in place on a daily basis. If you are somebody who is struggling with binge eating and you would like to work with me privately, then please don't hesitate. There is a link in the show notes where you can book a free 15-minute no-obligation introduction and you can tell me your story, how you are being affected by binge eating, and I can tell you how I will help you to get on your way to a better relationship with food. And as I say in every episode, please don't take any healthcare advice from a podcast. This is just for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not a substitute for one-to-one -one professional support. And if you are listening to this as a loved one and you don't know much about eating disorders, please keep in mind that this is geared towards somebody who is struggling with binge eating primarily. Eating disorders are a spectrum and some of the behaviours are seen across lots of diagnoses. But please just take care when interpreting this if your loved one is struggling with an eating disorder that resembles a restrictive eating disorder such as anorexia nervosa. And one more thing, please take extra precaution if you are concerned about a child. I would always recommend seeking support from your GP and that goes especially for if your loved one is a minor. So please keep that in mind. All right, let's just jump right into it. My first piece of practical advice for you is to ask your loved one, communicate with them, ask them, how can I help you with food? 
Acknowledge that you know they are struggling with food right now and if there is anything that you can do to help make their life a little bit easier around food or mealtimes, to please communicate that with you. We all agree that binge eating is a taboo subject, right? And part of my mission with this podcast is to smash the taboo of binge eating. By you putting it out there, by just clearly asking them, hey, is there anything that I can do that will help you to feel a bit better around food? Or is there anything I could do to help out at mealtimes or to help with food shopping? What you're doing by asking this question is you're demystifying the problem. You're taking the power away from binge eating. You are yourself smashing the taboo. You're putting it out there that, hey, I acknowledge that this is going on. Is there anything at all that I can do to help? And of course, everybody is different, but they may ask for your help with the food shopping. Maybe you could come with them so that they don't feel so overwhelmed around all the food choices that they have to make. Maybe they will ask you to not comment on their food choices or the quantity that they eat. Or as we talked about in the last episode, maybe they will ask you to please stop talking about how well your diet is going. They know that you can follow a plan to the T and you never go off track, but that is just not the case for them. So please don't rub it in their face how well your diet is going. My second piece of practical advice is to respect if they want to have a selection of food in the house that is just theirs. They may wish to have a drawer or a press in the kitchen that contains food that is just for them, snack foods that they really enjoy. And it can be really helpful to know that that food is just theirs. So so they don't have to worry about going to the press and the food is gone because somebody else has eaten it. If they tell you they would like to have food in the house that is just for them, please just roll with it. Respect it. You don't need to ask very many questions. It's a pretty simple ask. Third piece of practical advice is related to the last point. Please don't get mad if your loved one is irrational about you eating their food. Either you've eaten something from the press or the fridge that was theirs or you're out for a meal or having a takeaway and you take some of their portion. You know that scene from Friends where Joey doesn't share food, right? Well, it's very comical in that sense. But when you are struggling with binge eating or any eating disorder, it can be really distressing to see somebody else eating your portion of food. Your loved one may get really mad about this and you may be wondering, what is the big deal? All I did was take a bite off your plate. Look, I know it doesn't seem to make logical sense to you, but just know that for somebody with an eating disorder, this is a real struggle. Acknowledge their boundary. If they have communicated with you that they don't like to share food with you, please do respect that. And of course, if they get irrationally mad with you because you've eaten a little bit of their food just acknowledge that this is the eating disorder it is not your loved one practical tip number four is to let your loved one take the lead with food and please do enjoy it with them If they say that they want to make X dish for dinner tonight or they want to get a certain takeaway or go to a certain restaurant or even buy particular foods in the food shop, then let them do that. When somebody has an eating disorder, including binge eating, they are going to have this love-hate relationship with food. They really enjoy food. They love the taste of it. They love eating it. 
But on another level, they also really hate it because it has such a power and such a hold over them. And they may even despise food and just despise how much it has taken off their life. If your loved one has a certain craving or they want to get all the ingredients to create a certain dish or maybe they want to get a particular takeaway or eat something that they're really looking forward to, please do go with the flow with that. You can encourage them to eat foods that they really like. All I ask though is that you enjoy that food with them. You both have a positive experience together and then you can put an end to the meal and move on with the rest of your day and encouraging them to do the same. Practical tip number five is to look at your own language about food. And this ties in with last week's episode about what you believe about food, nutrition and health. I want you to pay attention to how you describe food, particularly when you're around the loved one that you are trying to support. What kind of language do you use to describe your food and your meals? Do you say, oh, this is so bad for me. I shouldn't be eating this. This is really fattening. I should not be eating this. I'll definitely have to cut back tomorrow. Please, 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 if there is one thing that you take away from today's episode is watch your words. All of these phrases are very judgmental, judgmental about you, judgmental about the food and in front of your loved one, they perceive this as, well, if they think this is a bad meal, then I need to think this is a bad meal. And in eating disorder recovery, this type of language is really unhelpful. What I'd ask you to do instead is to be objective. You can comment on the characteristics of the food, comment on the taste, the texture, the temperature. Of course, you can say things like, oh, this is so yummy. This is so delicious. I love how crunchy the granola is or how smooth the mashed potato is. What's important here is that you remove the morality. You remove the judgment from what you're saying. You need to work on your language. Practical tip number six is to please don't encourage that your loved one goes long periods without eating. Maybe you are the kind of person who you can get up in the morning and survive on nothing but coffee until lunchtime. And hey, if it works for you, it works for you. I'm happy for you. But for your loved one, this is probably not the wisest approach. It is not a good idea to go for very long periods without eating. And I understand that maybe your habits can get a bit meshed in with theirs. So if they see that you're not eating breakfast, it might encourage them not to eat breakfast too. And you may be wondering, why is this important? Why do they need to eat more regularly? The thing is, if you leave long periods between eating, then you are more susceptible to binge eating. And the reason for that is simple. It's because hunger can exacerbate the want to binge. So if somebody is already prone to binge eating, if you add in chronic hunger on top of that, then they are more likely to binge. It's different for everybody, but if your loved one is going about more than five hours without eating a meal, they are more at risk of binge eating. So please do what you can to encourage them to eat more regularly. 
even if that means that you have to pay attention to your intake and it means that you have to stop to have a meal so that you can encourage them to do the same. And finally, my last piece of advice is to have other things in common to talk about with this person other than food. Have other hobbies that you could talk about, other interests, just something else in common with them that doesn't revolve around food. I want you to remember that even though this person is struggling with eating disorders such as binge eating, it doesn't mean that they have changed as a person. They are still them. And they want you to know that they are still them. They are not some monster who can't control themselves around food and who can never be helped. They are working on it. And while they're doing that and while they're working on it, please encourage them to not lose sight of of themselves, of their interests, of their hobbies. So if you can bring in some conversation that relates to something other than food, that is really going to help. I just want to say here that I know I have thrown a lot of information at you today. I have thrown a lot of practical steps that you can take. There is no pressure here. Remember, you are not to blame for your loved one's eating disorder and they're not to blame for it either. Please don't feel overly pressured that you need to start putting all these steps into practice straight away. Take the foot off the pedal here. Let's just take a step back and notice, I bet you are already doing some of these without even realizing it. So if you've noticed, oh yeah, I do do that, but maybe I could work more on this tip. None of the tips that I gave today are life-changing. None are going to transform your loved one's eating disorder overnight. But I can assure you that they all will help and help you to harbor more understanding about binge eating and help your loved one to feel more supported, more secure and more understood by you, which believe me is what everybody who is struggling with binge eating wants. They want to be understood They want to know that this is not their fault, that this is not something they brought on themselves and that they are not somebody who is simply greedy or out of control around food. Just to run through the practical tips again, number one, ask them, how can you help? How can you help around food? Secondly, respect if they want to have a selection of food in the house that is just theirs. Thirdly, please don't get mad if they get irrational with you because you've eaten their food, even if you've just taken a piece of food off their plate. Number four is to let them take the lead with food and make sure that you do enjoy it with them. Number five is to watch your language about food. How do you describe food when you're eating, especially when you're around this person? Try to make the shift from judgmental language to more objective language where you can focus on the characteristics of food instead. Next up, don't encourage long periods without eating because this does exacerbate the want to binge or this does put the person more at risk of binge eating at a later stage. And lastly, remember your loved one is your loved one. They are the same person they were before. Have other topics to talk about other hobbies, other interests. Don't just make everything about food. All right. Thank you so much for joining me for that episode. We covered a lot today. So well done for sticking with me until the end. Remember, if you or your loved one would like more information about binge eating, I have a whole 
host of episodes now. So go back and listen to previous episodes just to find a title that sounds relevant to you and give it a listen. You don't have to listen from episode one until now. If your loved one would like to work with me privately to overcome binge eating, then please do let me know. There's a link in the show notes with the information about the package that I offer. The very best of luck with all we talked about today. Please do drop me an email if you have any feedback or anything that you'd like me to cover on the podcast. You can get me at joe at antidietanswers.com. Okay, I will see you in the next episode. But until then, please take care of yourself. Mm-hmm.